I'm gonna be looking. Hey there, sweet sister friends. Welcome back to the Shine with Franny show. I'm so glad to meet with you today because I have a very special guest with me, dear sweet friend, Rebecca Tartweens. And I think she just goes by Rebecca Weens, but I am excited to host her today and I cannot wait for you to hear from her. She's a very sweet accent, but let me just start, first start by welcoming you, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me. Well, this why don't you fun. just, I know I'm so excited too, because I've gotten to see you in person a couple of times, but this is, I can see you across the screen, but the listeners are going to get to hear you today and then hopefully they'll get to follow you and get to see just what a bright light you are too. So why don't we just start off by you just sharing a little bit about who you are, and then I'll dive into a little bit about how we know each other. Tell us a little bit about Rebecca. Okay. I was born and raised in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, I was raised in a Christian home. I grew up, got married, had children, loved God, ended up having four children, and now I have eight grandchildren, and my husband lost his first wife. We married, and he has four children, so together we have 18 grandchildren. Wow. So we're busy, but we have a lot of fun. So how, Franny, you and I met was real interesting. I had wanted to go to a, a, se a session at Being Health in Thomaston, Georgia, for about five years. I was having some health challenges, and I thought back then I'll just go and, and process some past hurts and some things and just get my health a little in a little better place. And I didn't get to go because, as you're going to hear later in the story, I ended up having brain surgery. And so I then kept postponing it and postponing it. Last August, we had a trip canceled. And I said, OK, this is a good time for me to go and spend two weeks in Georgia and see what's going on and see how I feel about it and learn a little more about myself and stepping up my health game a little bit as well. And so I went and met you. And funny story, backstory, my husband wanted to go too. And I said, uh, you're welcome to go, but you're not going with me because this is going to be me and God. This is our time. I'm not going to have any interruptions. Well, he still didn't want me to drive down there by myself and all that. I understand that. So he went and he ended up being your dog sitter <laughs> while we were there. And so he stayed in a separate room. And he worked while I was in my classes. And then I went to my room. He went to his room. And during the day when we were in classes, he would keep your dog some. So that's how we got to make the connection. And then we became fast friends. Absolutely. And it was certainly a bond and certainly a blessing. I had just gotten Cora. My audience knows very much about Cora. I've shared actually a whole podcast about how she has just shown me love um, and how she's just such an example of God. And so I love that Ed and you were just so gracious with your time um, to be able to say, you know, well, he's in the room in the afternoon working. He can watch your dog. And I was like, are you serious? So that was so sweet. But as you mentioned, Rebecca, um, we had met and be in health. Many of my listeners know that I attended the conference, which was a week long retreat for those of you who are not familiar with it. It's an opportunity to go and really unpack the soul, you know, and really the wounded souls that we have. And a lot of times forces that are not even in, of our own doing, but generational that we then of course, carry, you know, into our own worlds. And so Rebecca and I both had that opportunity to go for a week. And if you, we're not plugging here, we're not getting any royalties or anything for this, but I think both Rebecca and I would, you know, agree that it was a very powerful, impactful weekend week, pardon me, 
um, are really diving into some of the places and spaces in your heart that might need healing. So what was one of the things that you really gleaned if you don't, and you actually stayed beyond, you stayed for the second week as well. What was something that Rebecca, just from a 30,000 foot view that you would say you gleaned or perhaps why somebody should, you know, take the time to go? Well, I, I pretty much all my life understood spiritual forces at work. That was not new to me, but what I learned when I was there was how to speak against them and that I have authority to do that. Mm-hmm. And I stayed for the second week, which you, you went on and left, and it was practicing what we had learned. And we learned literally when you feel anxiety overcoming you to stop and just speak to that spirit and command it to, to leave. And you have the authority to do that. And I've learned to practice that and it works. That's all I'm saying. It works. It is amazing. The power of our words, right? We definitely know the power of our words. And like you said, the authority that we have that many believers don't realize one that we have, and then many don't know how to activate it. And so I love that that was, you know, such a powerful takeaway for you. And, and y'all, you don't have to go away till we could be in health while we would encourage you because it's a time that is sanctified and separate from your daily life. You could do it by opening the book, you know, the, the Bible and actually just Simply saying Jesus's name is all you need, right? Right. But you know, they have an online version too. So for people that can't make the trip, so that's nice. And I want to go for the third week. I'm not sure. It's just more in-depth addressing specific diseases and things like that and generational curses. So I will do that at some point. Well, and it's amazing that the only textbook they use is the Bible. You know, I just love, I mean, of course they have now written several books, people who have attended and the founder and whatnot um, have written books, but I think it's just such a great way for us to recognize how powerful the Bible is as a tool, you know, to wield the forces of the enemy, you know, and use that. So, well, Rebecca, why don't you share a little bit about what led you to, I know you had mentioned that there was perhaps, um, you know, something in your health history that really led you to attending Be In Health. Um, I know you grew up in a Christian home. I grew up in a Catholic home, which is, I hate to say very different, but it was much more of a religion um, than it was a relationship. And so what led you to, um, you know, wanting to attend Be In Health and perhaps your own health history? For me, it was simply um, not, I wanted to find out if there was a spiritual connection to my physical illness. That was my main reason for going. And there truly is um, brain aneurysms are connected to anger. How, how appropriate, how, I mean, that makes perfect sense right. that you, you would have, what, what is the old saying? Um, blow a gasket. I'm about to blow a gasket. You right. ever heard that one? Yes. yes. And so there was some truth to that. And uh, I, I just needed to just process. I, I, I thought I had a rough childhood because my daddy spanked me when I was talking while he was preaching. So I thought he was abusive. When I went that week, I found out that I didn't even know what abuse was. (laughs) So I laughed at myself, but I still had some resentments, you know, that I knew I was carrying because things didn't go exactly like I wanted them to, you know, poor me, poor pitiful me. So I thought I'm just going to go and, and see and work on this and, I do think it's given me a new attitude and, and and new insights that I can look at other people and their behaviors that used to would, I would have taken it personal or I would have been very angry at them. I can see that it's a spirit 
with which they have come in alignment and they're not even aware. Mm -hmm. It's more like they're pawns of a spiritual world. And so I see people in a whole different light now. And that's a powerful takeaway. I think for me too, is because recognizing that there, you know, there are spiritual realm, you know, we work in, we live in the spiritual realm, you know, even though we live in the earth on the earth, I, I think that that's, what's powerful um, for me to think about our health, you know, and how we literally, like, I, like I mentioned, we have a lot of people in our generations uh, for me, I should say um, who their health has definitely impacted my health and their demons right. have definitely impacted my life you know, with exactly. my father and his own demons, you know, he did the best he could, but he was inhabited by something which led to a lot of physical and emotional abuse. And so I have had to forgive him, you know, it's not him. It was what was impacted him. And I think, you know, piggybacking on that, and then I will dive into yours. But one of the things I learned there was that, you know, it says in the Bible that you are to live a fulfilled life 70 or 80 years. So if you live less than that, it is a curse upon your life. And my dad died at 48. And so I said, you know what, right now in Jesus's name, I will live beyond because I'm 47. I was like, I will live beyond my dad's, you know, life of 48. And so I will live the long life that you've, you know, that you speak about in the Bible, God willing. So, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about your brain aneurysm? I know you said you had some physical, um, you know, health concerns that you were wanting to go to be in health for, but why don't you tell us a little bit about that and how you mentioned the anger component to that? Okay. Um, I didn't know anything was wrong. I, I didn't, but I had begun to do several things preventively to up my health game. That's the best way I know how to say it. And I, I did do a few things and I'm thankful that I did because one day I realized that I was seeing double and one of my eyes was falling and so I went to my eye doctor, logical place to go for double vision. And he told me that I had a condition called myasthenia gravis. And I remembered it vaguely from nursing school, but didn't know much about it. So I spent three weeks doing research and starting the treatment that's recommended for that, which is a special diet and all that. So I was into, into doing that because that's what I like doing anyway. But three weeks later, the blood work came back and it was not that. And I thought it was a false negative and it wasn't. There were two tests that said no. And so my doctor said, we need to go for an MRI. And he called me right away and said, um, can you come into my office? And so I did. And I was um, diagnosed. His nurse was going to read me the report and she pulled it up and she said, uh, hold on just a minute. And she went and got the doctor because I don't think she wanted to tell me. And so he came in and he told me that I own a three millimeter artery it had bulged 22 millimeters and um, it had not ruptured, which is really unheard of. People rupture every day at four, five, and six millimeters. Wow. Uh, my neurologist at Duke, his exact words, there may be one somewhere, but I've never seen one this big. Wow. My neurosurgeon said, this is a very bad problem in a very bad place. And the surgery is really risky, but you have no choice because if it would rupture at any moment, I would have been gone in seconds. So I had the procedure and I tell people that sometime during that day, I visited a place that I completely know why people don't want to come back. And I tell my kids, if I'm gone tomorrow, have a party. Say, see you later, mom. I'll see you later because I know what I know. Now, the drawback from that is sometimes 
I want to go back so much that I'm afraid I'm not going to be much earthly good. (laughs) And that's not what God wants either. So I kind of get caught in that balancing act there sometimes. But I know that when my time comes, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good to go. Anyway, I had the procedure, came through it. 48 hours later, I was released straight out of intensive care back, you know, out of the hospital. And I spent about six weeks crying. Part of it, I think, is brain trauma. Makes you just be a crybaby. But also, I wanted to go back. I didn't know why I had to stay. And I didn't know what God wanted me to do with my future. And I thought, wow, maybe I'll be the next Marilyn Hickey or somebody like that. And a few weeks later, it was like God said to me, why don't you just keep walking and talking? And I said, okay, I can do that. That's pretty easy. And that's what I've been doing for over five years now is just walking and talking. But I started after that six weeks to do some research. And I said, okay, God, I know I'm here because you want me here. But what are the practical things that I might have done or could do? Or what what do studies show as to why mine did not rupture? And many people do. They, they have ruptures all the time. So I did scientific research. And the first three variables were age, size, and location. I was 58. It was not in my favor. The size was unheard of. I mean, that's based on Duke professional doctors. In fact, they asked me to sign a release to use my case in their studies. And he said, I'll keep your private information private. I said, you can tell them everything about me but my weight. Can't tell him that. <laughs> so I signed the paperwork and they actually, he said that he would be using that to train people. But the, the location was not such that they could do a craniotomy. So they had to go in through my groin and up through the vessels by my heart and into my brain to do their repair. I've tried to watch it on YouTube a few times to see how they do it, and I can't seem to get it. So I, after a few seconds, I turn it off and I'm like, I'm good. They did it. It's fixed. Right. I'm good. It's done and I'm, I'm well. Yeah. But uh, so that wasn't in my favor. But the fourth variable that determines if they rupture or don't rupture is the degree of inflammation already in the body. And I had been using a product at that time for three years that we knew from the very first studies that it decreases inflammation that had been well-established scientific studies. And so I thought, wow, that was in my favor. And then two and a half months later, a new study with this same product came out that shows where it affects five genetic pathways in positive ways and included in one of those pathways is increases arterial elasticity. And so I thought, thank you, God, for bringing that extra piece into my life that has perhaps saved my life. I I believe that when it comes to your health, you should work like it's all up to you and pray like it's all up to God. Yeah. And at the end, trust God to know the best. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe that Every if I could, if I had plenty of time, I could just tell you every step from me hurting my foot a few months before and having light duty at work instead of pulling on heavy patients. I mean, that could have been disastrous. And so I even thank God for my hurt foot because I don't know what I would have done 
that could have ruptured it, you know, in, in that interim time. So that's where I am. And I'm, I'm thankful. I, I know, I know God has a purpose for me and I, I don't even fret. Like, what do you have for me to do? Because he's already doing it. Right. It's just what I do every day. Walk and talk. That's what I walk and talk and pray and, and preach to my youngins. <laughs> Hey, that's the trifecta right there. Walk, talk, and pray. If you ask, if you ask me, I think that's a pretty good, uh, pretty simple, right? But not always easy, right? It's, you know, to walk in love, to walk with the Lord. And then of course, to talk, tell people about it. We know that uh, Revelations 12, 11 reminds us that it's the power of the blood and the word of their testimony. And so you're- right. And true confession here, I'm as type A as type A comes. And I was taught the religious thing that you work to please God and- when I came to the realization that that's a mockery of his sacrifice. Yeah. If we think we can be good enough, we have made a mockery of his sacrifice on the cross. And so I was able to settle a bit. Do I still want things done and done right? Yes, but I don't blow a gasket anymore. <laughs> well, you've learned that that's not the right way. So that's you, right. you that's right. yeah, yeah that's you right. certainly have that. Well, that's pretty fascinating because I didn't know those markers, you know, the four kind of predictors, if you will, of the, you know, the age, size, location, and the, the degree of inflammation. If you don't mind, let's kind of camp there for a few, because I know you had mentioned you were doing some things preventatively and that, you know, obviously you were, I'm assuming taking this supplement, um, you said three years prior to three years prior. Yep. Almost exactly three years prior. I started so, I, so thank you. And I think that that's, what's so powerful is that recognizing that we don't always see, you know, what we're doing on the daily right now, right here, you know, whatever it is, taking a supplement, exercising, you know, getting the right sleep, whatever that is. And so what would you say to the listener right now? Who's like, I'm not seeing, you know, any benefits of taking this supplement, or I'm not seeing any benefits of X, Y, and Z, you fill in the blank for the you know preventative measure. How would you encourage someone to kind of stay the course and to really, you know, press through and perhaps even consider starting to take something? Well, you, as you age, there is no way that your body can keep up. Like even for women, our age, my age, we need magnesium. It's just plain and simple. We use all we can take in and you can't overdose on it because you're just going to urinate and get rid of what you don't use every day. But that's the key is you get rid of it every day. So you've got to make sure that there's something in there to, to supplement Day. Yep. Replenish it. That's right. And I just say to people, especially when I'm counseling them about their health, blood work tells the truth. That's good. And I was just in a car accident Halloween night and I, they scanned me from top to bottom because of course, when you've had a brain problem they and you've been in a car wreck, they freak out anyway. And it was amazing that the radiologist wrote on his report. And I said to my doctor, because I'd had a follow-up with my doctor, why would he even put that? He said, they put abnormally good things and abnormal, not so good things. And it said, all vessels are clear in my whole body. And that's, I doubt there's another 63-year-old person if you took a hundred, there probably wouldn't be, my guess is two or three. I had a carotid study one, one day and um, based on all of my, you know, health stuff. 
And he took forever and took forever. And he, when he got through, he apologized. He said, I am so sorry it took me so long, but I couldn't find a bit of plaque anywhere. And my vessels were 10 years younger than my age. Well, it's not because I always ate right and always, you know, did things. But the things that I have done, including some supplements, I do believe have just managed my health in a remarkable way. Yeah. And in fact, in the car wreck four weeks ago, they did so many scans and the doctor said, I cannot believe you do not have a broken bone. I said, well, might be because I also take vitamin D every day. And I had my blood work and I want to say it was 90. And, you know, women are, they're thrilled if they can get a woman to 40 or 50, you know, they're thrilled about it. So, I, um, you know, you just do some things that you know to do. Right. And if you don't know it, reach out to somebody that does. Right. Well, and I know that you have an extensive background. Obviously you have your nursing degree, but then you also have a master's on top of that, right? Don't uh, you know? I don't have a master's. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I have, have a master's from Jesus. That's all. Hey, that is, you've got a doctorate in the Holy but, Spirit. But right? what I tell people, I spent 25 years helping manage illness and never getting anyone well. Hmm. And I just didn't believe, I believe that if you could set up an environment in your body that was appropriate. Your body can heal itself. Mm, yeah. And, and we've messed up. And I tell people all the time, may you never know what you prevent. If right. people say to me, well, I don't have any health problems. First thing I say is that, you know, of. Right. Right. I said, and next of all, may you never have any, mm -hmm. what are you going to do to work on that? Right. And, yeah. and it doesn't require bondage. I'm not going to be in bondage to a special diet. Um, I'm not going to be in bondage to exercise. I have a trainer. She comes to our building three or four times a week, but I don't have that religious guilt, if you will, of not going this morning because I had another appointment. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not married to any of it. Mm -hmm. I, I walk, I try to walk in health, but not in bondage mm, That's good. because you can make, you can make creating good health be, be bondage to you. A hundred percent. And actually I just had a guest on a couple of weeks ago and we talked about that, you know, her eating disorder and then disordered eating. And it also is not just with their eating. It could be with their exercise, you know, where mm -hmm. we become so obsessed with it that it becomes an idol, you mm -hmm. know, anything that is, and, and I have struggled with that my entire life, really my entire adult life, because I was, it was, I just replaced the one vice with another. So whether it be food, and then I just replaced it with, you know, exercise where I was like, oh, I can go ahead and I can out eat or I'll perform, excuse me, my bad diet. You know, I can go ahead and out exercise that bad diet. Well, you mentioned something, you mentioned several things, and I'm trying to be very gracious with not interrupting you the entire time, but you um, mentioned the importance of blood work. And I think that that's important to go and have those markers. I always like to say too, besides, besides uh, God's word, you know, what else tells the truth? yoga pants and small kids. Okay. Those also tell the honest to God's That's truth. Right. That's <laughs> right. You mentioned the importance of having, you know, a healthy environment or creating that environment for your body to function in optimal health. So what are some things I know you've mentioned, you take several supplements and that's actually you and I have connected with that. And I love that the Lord spoke to me, um, after meeting you in August and you and your husband, Ed, um, and your sweet care of Cora, as well as me, um, that, you know, my business shine is rooted in Matthew 5, 14 through 16, which is to be a light for the Lord. And I feel like we are to be a light, but then the Lord spoke to me going back one verse in that uh, five thirteen. it says that we are called to be salt. 
And I know that you have, um, you know, you've introduced me to a new supplement and I'm assuming that's what you've been talking about that you you're taking. And it is a very simple saltwater solution. Is that correct? Well, it's not salt water anymore. It starts with that, but it goes through a three and a half day electrolysis process that converts it to redox signaling molecules. So if people wanted to do research, they could go to pubmed.gov, which is stands for medication publications, pubmed.gov, and they can enter in redox signaling. And there are over 30 some thousand articles and of studies pertaining to redox signaling molecules and they can realize the importance and that's what I did in the beginning but I wasn't really sold on the product until a little while later when an independent laboratory here in North Carolina took the product and studied it and published that indeed in every bottle were trillions of redox signaling molecules and then I was all in I started to use the product and I've had such amazing results with my health ever since in fact um, my A1C had just always teeter. I had gestational diabetes through two pregnancies. Okay. And so my A1C would teeter between 5.9, 6.1, 6.26. 6. And I didn't do anything different. In fact, that summer I had my physical in April and it was 6.2, I believe it was, or one. And we had uh, kids and grandkids come for the whole summer. So you know what that means. That means your, your healthy eating is out the window. It's popcorn at night and pizza or whatever. And when I had my next blood work done, I'd started the product. This was April. I started the product in August. And when I went the next April, my A1C was 5.2. So that was the only variable, the only thing I had changed. In fact, my diet had gotten worse. So it had to have been the product I was using. Right. There, there was nothing else it could have been. And so I tell people, you know, that have problems with their blood sugar, I dare you. That's what I tell them. I just dare you. Now, I don't want you to use this product and drink a two liter Coke and start praying away the demon of diabetes, because <laughs> I just don't think that makes a whole lot of sense. But if you're doing what you can do and you add something that can assist your body to be healthier, then it's a win-win situation. Amen. Amen. I was listening to a Joyce Meyer podcast this morning and she was saying the same thing. She said, look, you can't ask God to deliver, deliver you from something that you're not willing to change. You're not willing to, you know, switch up. And so, you know, again, we can't be going around, you know, eating ho-hos and pizza and drinking sodas all day long and then being like, okay, Lord, deliver me from this. So right. you do have to really create that environment. And I think, you know, that's for everything, whether it be the environment, the atmosphere in your home, the atmosphere in your body, you know, you want that to be spirit-filled. You want that to be a healthy environment. We know that the Holy Spirit is in, is in us and it can't live in a toxic environment. And so it's our role in terms of our soul and then our body to be able to really manifest and create that, not in a woo-woo way, this is in a Holy Spirit way, um, to be able to really create that. And some of the things we can do are taking supplements, eating right, health, you know, going to bed early, all the things. So, or at least getting good sleep, not necessarily early. So, well, awesome, Rebecca. Well, do you have any last minute things for people to share? I know that I have been taking um, the supplement you talk about too, and I'm pretty healthy-ish, I like to say for the most part, because I still like Snickers every now and again. Um, but I, you know, I have seen really great benefits. My mom has seen amazing benefits. My brother's seen amazing benefits. Any kind of last words of wisdom or something you would like to share about how to be in health? 
to, to, to be in health, just remember very first thing is that God loves you and there's nothing you can do to change that. So if you're kicking up your heels and you're fighting against it, you might as well give up the fight because he's not going to change and he's going to love you anyway. And when it comes to taking care of your external environment, I have a mantra at my house. There is peace. I have one of my four children that just wanted to wreak havoc wherever he went. And I made it very clear when I moved here that my place is a place of peace. So you're welcome here as long as you can remain at peace. I'm very firm about, about my environment, what's around me. And the next thing with your in, inward body, you spend time meditating on the goodness of God, feeding your body decent. I know it's really hard. We travel so much, so it's super hard for us. And you provide your body supplements. Sometimes it can just be based on your gut feeling. For instance, I loved keto. And I loved red meat. And about a year ago, something just said, you don't need it anymore. And I, now I look at it and I can hardly stomach red meat. And found out that my kidneys needed to be a little tweaked. Now, what are the chances that I would just innately feel that I needed to cut back on this keto, not have so much protein, so that my kidneys could even be stronger. Yeah. And it was random, random that I found out that, that they had any problem at all. Yeah. I did it and it's done. So there's just sometimes in your gut and in your even believing that God orders your steps. That sounds silly, but if you believe God orders your steps, he can even order what you eat, what yeah. you put in your body, supplements that you should start, supplements that you should stop. Right. I um I was ordered to take a baby aspirin, of course, after brain surgery, because I have two stents in my brain. And I got to where I was just never had heartburn, even with four nine pound babies. And I was starting to have some of that. And I thought, I do not need that baby aspirin anymore. And I do not take it anymore. Yeah. And all that's resolved. So it's just listening and believing that God's given you some good common sense to take care of some things. Mm -hmm. And if you work like it's all up to you and pray like it's all up to God, it's a win-win situation. Amen. Every time. Amen. Well, I know that, you know, when we walk by the lust of the flesh, that is, you know, on the road to destruction, but when we walk by the spirit and like you just mentioned, you know, all those were spirit filled, the Lord was speaking to you and thankfully you heeded his, you know, his word, you know, you, you were allowed, you said, okay, enough of the red meat. I'm going to start taking the supplement, whatever it was, you know, you've been able to really walk through that. So I pray for the person who might be listening today. I know that they've gleaned some definite pearls of wisdom, not only from the faith perspective, but from just overall general health. Um, and I would definitely encourage you that if you, if there was something that spoke to you today with what Rebecca shared, you know, definitely reach out. I will put her um, contact information as well as mine um, in the show notes so that you guys can connect with either of us, um, you know, and get you on the road to your own health journey. We, we, I think it's really important, you know, that we really heed what the Lord tells us, you know, in three John two that we are to walk in health, that we are to be in health just as our soul prospers. You know, he wants our body to prosper as well. So I think that's really important that we recognize that it's a two for one, you know? Can, I, can I add the most enlightening scripture when I first was introduced to be in health in 2017? Sure. The very first scripture that they promote is a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. 
And that's true. But what's more interesting is that scripture scripture was written long before we knew that our immunity is built in the bone marrow. And when I saw that, I was like, this is just in line with scripture and all the scientific studies that are coming out. I would try to argue with the writer, the founder of being helped. And I would would say, that doesn't make sense. And he'd give me a scripture and I would look at it. I would say, Lord, I forgive me because I'm wrong. (laughs) Right. My pride got the best of me, you know? And again, the truth will always set you free, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's, what's great too, is, is we need to be in the word more to know what the word says. And even that scripture, like you said, when you unpack it and you're really like, oh, a merry heart, what does that mean? not having the anger, not having, you know, the, the frustration, not having the anxiety, the worry, all the things um, that can, that can lead to that. So yeah. whether it be hemophilia, you know, or something with your immunity. So I think that that's wonderful. So, right. well, thank you, sweet Rebecca. I hope that, uh, that the listeners were blessed. I know that they were blessed. Um, I was blessed. So I'm confident that they were blessed by what you shared today. So thank you so much. And I will certainly uh, add some contact information for you um, in the show notes for those of you. And also you can connect with her on social, on Instagram. I know she's not as active there. She is perhaps on Facebook, but I'll certainly put a link to both of those. So you guys can reach out to her. So thank you so much for joining us today, Rebecca. Thank you, Franny. Have a good day. All right, to my sweetness and to my sweet listeners, until we meet next time, keep on shining.